Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host, and I'm really looking forward to spending this time with you. So hopefully everyone is enjoying life and all is well. I wanted to bring you an episode today all about reading oracle cards. And the reason I really want to share this is because it was one of the very first tools that I was introduced to in my development, and I still use them to this day. Now, it's evolved over time. I don't always use the cards with clients once in a while if I feel inspired or if I feel guided, but I still continue to use them for my own practice and my own connection with myself and my own intuition and my guides and my angels. And I think that, you know, to each their own, we all have different tools that resonate with us. But for me, the Oracle cards have always resonated from the very beginning and they continue to. So I would love to share today all about how I got into using them, how uh, I use them now, how that's evolved and changed over time and to maybe answer some of the common questions that people might have about using oracle cards. And so that's what today is about. So just sit back, relax, enjoy, and we will get into it. So I started using oracle cards um, in the beginning. It was because a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, came over. She was visiting from out of town And she brought her angel cards with her and she pulled a few for me. And this is a friend. She and I are both Geminis. We have almost the same birthday. We've known each other for years since like the beginning of high school. So that's been a long time. And we've always had a really intuitive connection with each other. And so I really was taken, you know, by that. The cards, I felt very, very you know, that they resonated for me and that it was really, really cool. So that really got my, got my interest. And then when I started going to the development circle that I've talked to you guys about many times, how I kind of didn't know that it was a development circle. I thought it was simply a meditation, uh, meditation night. Anyways, I started going to that um, shortly after my friend had introduced me to the, the angel cards. And then I kind of got into this habit uh, after, you know, starting to notice my own intuition and be able to trust my own intuition to just pulling a card every morning and just asking my guides and angels, what do I need to know today? And then I would read the card and I would take note, you know, of what it said and what I felt and the impressions that I got. And then I would come back to it at the end of the day, revisit it and really notice how 
that card in the morning really did like make sense and how it really resonated for me. So that became a way for me to really connect with my angels and my guides. It was like a a tangible thing that I could use that really helped me to have that dialogue with them. For for anyone, you know, that doesn't know the the oracle cards and the angel cards, they're essentially a tool that you can use to tap into your own intuition. So the cards themselves are not telling you the answer to anything. You're using your own intuition. Basically, the card, you know, the image, the words, and what you perceive when you look at it and when you read it, it's an inspiration point. It's a, it's a jumping off point to spark your intuition. And, you know, an angel card deck is just that the cards are all basically to connect you with angels, angelic energy. And then with an oracle deck, it could be more broad. So there's tons of different kinds of oracle cards. There's a goddess oracle deck. There are animal oracle decks. There's chakra decks, affirmation decks. There's all kinds of different oracle cards. Now the tarot, which is another divination tool, is more of a prescribed kind of deck. So, you know, there's a certain amount of cards in a tarot deck and it follows a very specific system and the meanings for the cards and all that stuff. So it's a little, that's a different, different thing. Oracle, it can be any number of cards in a deck and it's a variety of different topics, a variety of different meanings. I've used tarot and I do enjoy tarot and I have a general idea of the system and, you know, the the specific meanings. But I find for me, just for my own purposes, with oracle and angel cards, it just feels like I like the freedom of those and to kind of, you know, not have it be too rigid. That's just for myself. But I know with the tarot, you can study for years and years and years and there's so much depth to it and there's so much uh, so many layers and so it's certainly a, a fascinating tool it's just not one that I've you know spent that time to really dig into but any any tool you know that you feel drawn to I would say definitely go with it how can you choose a deck to work with because so many times this is the question that people have now you can find oracle cards in lots of different places you can go to your local metaphysical store And I suggest this too, because usually they have samples that are open, like at the box and there you can touch it and look at all the different cards, look at the the artwork and the designs and get a feel for it. You can hold it in your hands. And so you've got to use your intuition with that. You know, what feels best for you? What are you connecting to? What do you feel drawn to? You can also buy them online. You can buy them on uh, Amazon, you can go to in Canada, they sell them at Indigo, like chapters, um, bookstores, local bookstores usually will have some. I, I do suggest, you know, buying from the creators themselves or from a local store. You know, you want to support local, but you can find them other places. And so the thing about it, sometimes you won't know how you feel about a deck or how it resonates for you until you use it. So sometimes it's trial and error. I've purchased many, many, many decks over the years. And there's some that I just, they always seem to work really well for me. I enjoy and I love. There's other ones, but not so much. 
like I've wanted to love them, but then I go to use them and it's just not for me. Or other ones that I go through cycles and phases with where I'm like really into them and then I put them away for a bit and then I'll come back to them when I feel guided. So you got to sort of try it to see, you know, see what you think. I will give you some suggestions of some starting starter decks that might be interesting for you. So the Angel Prayers Oracle Cards by Kyle Gray. I love his stuff. I love his books and I love his cards. So I would suggest that deck. Trust Your Vibes by Sonia Choquette. That would be a good starter deck. The Sacred Forest Oracle by Denise Lin. Beautiful, beautiful artwork. And I really find that's a magical deck. The Secret Language of Color by Ina Segal. But use your own judgment, of course, and, you know, see, see what you feel drawn to. As your energy shifts and changes along the way, so will your sort of taste, you know, in um, the tools that you use. So you want to sort of find an, a, a match for your energy. So I'm going to run through just a very simple process of how to work with them. Now, keep in mind, there are so many different resources. There are many different people will tell you many different things. One thing I've noticed a lot over the years is that there are these myths around the tools that we use or sometimes some very fear-based thinking. There are people that might tell you that if you use oracle cards, or tarot cards, that you're opening a portal or a gateway to demons. There's a lot of different beliefs. I'm never here to tell you what to believe. I can just tell you from my experience that is not the case. And, you know, everything comes down to your intention and your own energy, you know, your own energy. So what you intend to use your cards for matters. So of course, you're going to intend to use them for insight, for guidance for sometimes confirmation of certain things, but to be, you know, it's meant to be helpful and empowering to you and to other people. And so that's, that's what you would want to keep in mind. So, okay. So say you get, you purchase your Oracle deck, you want to just clear the energy first. So you're going to open the box and basically what I would do, and I do this, this is just how I was taught. Now, is it, I don't want to be fear-based because I don't really think that if you didn't do this, something bad would ever happen. It's, it's not about that, but it is true that like your, your deck is going to have energy within it. It's going to have collected energy from the manufacturing process and, you know, from wherever it sat until you've received it. So I just knock on the box, the top of the box, or sorry, the top of the deck. So take your cards out, hold them in your hands and knock three times. That's just a way to cleanse and clear, you know, to clear that deck. So your intention is that you're clearing out any other energy that's been, you know, amassed in that deck and you're releasing it. I then would go through each card and I would touch each one. So every time you touch that card, you're imprinting, you're putting your energy, infusing your energy into that card. It also gives you a chance to get to know the deck. So you can kind of look at each card, look at the words, look at the, the image, and just, just to get to know it. You would then want to keep in mind that you're not asking yes or no questions to your deck. You're asking questions about how 
you know, or what, but it's never really advisable that you're going to ask a yes or no. So you want to hold the deck in your hands. You can choose, you know, you can choose how you want to approach this. Do you want to ask, what do I need to know right now? Do you want to ask, how can I be of service to my loved ones in the best way right now? What do I need to know about my well-being? How can I reach this goal that I'm trying to reach? Like you can ask ask those questions or you could just simply be very open to what, you know, what you need to know at this moment. You can shuffle the cards in your hands and just know, you know, keep in mind whatever that intention is that you've set. You will know when it's time to stop shuffling because you might hear in your in your mind, stop. You might just have a feeling, okay, I can stop now. You, for me, sometimes I get a tingling sensation in my left arm, my um, non-dominant hand and arm. I kind of get like a tingling sensation. Sometimes I get a, a number. So I'm shuffling and I hear five. So I know I've got to shuffle five times. Like, So you'll have to experiment with that. But what I will say is that your guides and angels and my guides and, and angels have shared with me that it is pos- impossible to choose the wrong card, okay? Because of the law of attraction and because your guides and your angels know what you're doing, you cannot get it wrong. You cannot choose the wrong card. So then you're going to flip the card that comes at, at that point when you stop, so from the top of your deck. Now, you could also put them all in a big pile, like, you know, when you used to play Go Fish when you were a kid, you could spread them out like that and you could hover your hand over the pile and just go to the card that you feel most drawn to. Some people I know shuffle until they have a card that automatically by itself flies out of the deck. I don't do that because that could take a long time. And also I don't think it's necessary, but there are some people that that's the way they like to do it. So just know that there's no wrong way. You can do however you want. You can shuffle however you want. The idea is just that you trust and you allow yourself to feel guided to the card that you need. So you pull the one, you pull the card, you're looking at it. When you hold it in your hand, I would say, please notice the subtle feelings, emotions, thoughts, ideas that come to mind. Take note of any imagery that you see in your mind's eye when you look at the card. You want to look at the colors and what they remind you of. You might get a taste, you might get a scent, you might hear music or a song, you might feel something in your physical body. You're you're taking notice of all of your senses as you're looking at this card and how it relates to the question that you've asked. Don't be too literal. I think it's important to recognize that, again, this card is a tool and it's getting you to delve into your own intuition. So do not go into the guidebook. I know that it comes with a beautiful guidebook that has all of these explanations for each card. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you have an interest in your own intuition. And I don't think that it's helpful to go into the guidebook and read the message from the guidebook. That is the author of the deck. That's their interpretation of that card generally. But what you're interested in is using your own intuition. And so I would say the guidebook is off limits. Okay. That's how I would, that's how I would approach this. 
You don't want to be pulling cards when you're completely distressed or distraught because your energy is not going to be grounded at all at that time. And you don't want to use the cards as a crutch. I've, I taught a friend one time how to read Oracle cards and she was getting into tarot too. And it got to the point where she wouldn't leave her house unless she checked her cards first. And it became a bit of like a, an obsession. And I don't ever want that to be the case. I don't want anyone to ever be dependent on a tool like that, or even to be dependent on psychic information as a crutch in life either. You know, so just keep that in mind. You do want to go deeper, journal, write down your impressions, you know, really use the cards as a way to be helpful to yourself and to empower yourself. So it is good to write a few lines about what you think this card means at this moment. And it's something that you should date. And then when you go back, look back weeks later, months later, it's so amazing to see, you know, your impressions and and be able to see also how your guides were kind of giving you a heads up sometimes. Sometimes they give us a card over and over and we don't know what it means until later. They did this with me with the, there was a deck that I had, an angel card deck, and it was um, the entrepreneur card. It kept coming up. It was stalking me for a long time. And I, I would look at it and think like, okay, never had any interest in working for myself before, really didn't understand how it was applicable to me. And, you know, lo and behold, maybe a year after I was getting that card all the time, I ended up doing this work for myself and I am an entrepreneur I am self-employed and I have been for 10 years now so they were trying to give me a heads up I just was not I was not getting it until until I got it so you know there's things like that that they've done there's other times yeah where they've shown me a certain card and I literally did not know what they were getting at but it was repeated. And so it's good to have that written down, documented. You can look back and make sense of it. I would say too, you know, if a card does jump out when you're shuffling, I would leave that one to the side and I would still continue to, you know, pull the cards that I was going to pull. But know that that card that jumps out, jumps out for a reason. That is oftentimes an accent point to kind of emphasize whatever cards you're pulling. Um, or it's just something that your guides really want you to know. You can also pull cards and think, I have no idea what this means. Like, really, you don't know. If that's the case, it's always okay to pull a clarifying card. You know, just pull another card to get more detail or more information. I would say just be careful with that, that you're not pulling five or six clarifiers to try and get to the card that you want. <laughs> you know, the card that you want for yourself. So, yeah, to just... Just keep that in mind. It's also cool to work with a spread, like a card spread, meaning, you know, if you had a topic, say, like you're uh, connecting with your guides and, you know, it would be usually an image. I've got a bunch of them that I can share with you all that I've created, but you can make your own. It's just basically saying, okay, I'm going to pull five cards. The first card is going to represent this. So if it's connecting with your guides, the first card might represent you know, how you feel about your relationship with your spirit guides. The second card that you pull might mean how you can connect with your guides more easily. The third card might be about how, you know, 
how you can recognize the energy of your guides or so on. You know, so it's like a little bit more of an in-depth look at the topic, the topic that you choose. A real common one is three cards, past, present, and future. And you can do that generally in your life, but you could also do it for a situation, past, present, future of your relationship, past, present, future of your career or whatever you choose, you know? So that's, that's a popular, you know, three card spread. Keep in mind, you know, the language of intuition is very symbolic and, you know, the Oracle cards oftentimes are very symbolic. So really, you know, never really focusing on the literal too much. And I will say this, it is always more challenging to read for yourself than for other people because you need to try to remain objective. One thing that, you know, builds, helps to build this is to keep, like build trust, keep notes of your intuitive hits, the things, the validations, the miracles, like the things that you are aware of and then you find out that, you know, are true. So either a feeling that you have and then a week later you get that validation that yes, indeed, you were right. It's important to keep a list or keep track of this stuff because when in doubt, because we're human, there's ups and downs. There are times when I trust myself so implicitly and then there are other times where I struggle. And I I feel this is just human nature and normal. Not a lot of professional psychics would admit to that because, you know, not a lot of people want to admit to being human. Uh, I'll always give you guys the, the truth about that. There are phases where I feel really, you know, empowered. And there's just times when I find if I'm not feeling good, if I'm sick, you know, like if my health is suffering, uh, depending on what's going on in my life and, you know, mentally, emotionally, it does affect sometimes the, the, the way how empowered we feel or how confident we feel in our own abilities. And so if you can keep track of the great hits, it helps to be able to remind yourself when you do struggle with your confidence or when you do struggle to trust yourself. So you can be aware of all the times your intuition has been correct so that when you're in doubt, you'll be more able to like easily learn to trust, you know, with the more, the more you do. So that, that would be important. When you're done using your cards, I just say thank you and turn the light switch off in my mind. Like, thank you and I'm done. It's that simple. It's, it's not a complicated process. It's not difficult. The thing that's difficult is the interpretation of the information. And of course, that's what we're doing when we're developing our intuitive abilities, developing our um, you know, or developing your mediumship, whatever, you know, whatever you're developing. So you could do a theme card for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year. You can be creative and create your own card spread based on your specific needs. You do want to develop a relationship with your deck so you can meditate with it, keeping it safe, meaning like keeping it in a place where it's not just going to absorb everything. So I've heard, you know, that it's important not to keep it in, say, like your bu the busiest room of your house, like in your kitchen or something or in the family gathering area. I think, yeah, just, just treating your deck with some reverence, with some respect. There are people who believe you should not keep them in the box that they come in. You should put them in like a silk 
bag or, or, or you know, lay them in a bed of sage or whatever, keep crystals and gemstones. I don't say should. I think it's like whatever you feel. Like if that speaks to you, then for sure do it. I've always kept mine in the box that they come in and I've I've had no, you know, no regrets about that. But whatever you feel, you know, experiment and see. But certainly before each use, you do want to knock three times and and kind of or, you know, do your little ritual of how you're going to basically cleanse and clear. It would be good to every once in a while maybe smudge with some sage, you know, just to kind of help cleanse the deck itself because they do they do collect energy, right? Some from previous questions that you've asked, previous people that you've read for, or even if it's just for yourself, previous energy. One thing I would I should have mentioned, I do like to say before, like when I first get the deck and then before I use my deck, I do do a little prayer. So this is something that I can post in the Facebook group for the podcast. But basically, it's like, I would say, dear angels, guides, loved ones in spirit, please help me to step out of my ego and keep objective. Please help the messages that I receive for myself and for others be for their, you know, their best interest and for, you know, to to help and uplift and empower thank you, you know, or whatever, something to that effect. Basically, I'm stating my intention before I use them every time. And just blessing, you know, blessing the experience, blessing the deck, blessing the experience. And you'll begin to notice that certain cards mean certain things when they come up for you. Like, there's a certain card in one of my Oracle decks that I've been using forever. And nine times out of 10, when it comes up, it kind of indicates that there's a pregnancy for somebody, you know, or that's something that I need to talk about. And so you'll start to see patterns like that. So it's really interesting if you do use, you know, the the one deck in the beginning might be really helpful to build that relationship with that deck. And then also to kind of see, you know, what the patterns are with that. There was one time, and I'll never forget this, I had I think I've told this before, but it was the very beginning when I was doing professional readings and I was doing card readings for people. And this young woman came and had a reading. I pulled cards and yes, there was a card that really, I heard pregnancy, pregnancy, and I I really felt it. And I told her, I think that you're, you know, I think you're pregnant, you're pregnant. And she was like, no, like, no, I'm not like really, really adamant. And I was like, okay. And then I kept hearing and feeling like, no, there's a baby. There's a baby on the way, baby on the way. And she was like kind of disturbed. Like I think she was kind of like annoyed with me thinking that I was just like a whack job, like didn't know what I was talking about because she had no plans for it. Anyways, the rest of the reading went on. It was fine. She emailed me later, a couple weeks later, saying that, yes, she was pregnant and it was so, so early. And at the time she, we would have met, she was only like three weeks pregnant or something like that. So it did give me that sort of confidence to trust, you know, trust what I was receiving. So hopefully that will be something that sticks in your mind. There's other times when I would, I would get a card and be puzzled, be puzzled by what I received, but then found out later, you know, that yes, that was true. So just keep that in mind. It, the, the cards themselves can bring so much 
insight like help you to perceive so much. I I think it's because it really helps you to get out of your own mind, get out of your own head. It gives you something else to focus on besides your own thoughts. I love decks that have beautiful illustrations and different colors because that really does spark something for the clairvoyance and for the clairsentience. And it's just a magical tool. And I think that anybody can use them. And it's all in, you know, in partnership with your connection with your own guides. You could, you know, you can definitely look at two card sort of spreads. Some ideas are like the first card is your strength. Second card represents your weakness or a blockage and then the solution or the situation and the advice or fear versus reality. I mean, it's endless. It's limitless what you can do with that. For three cards, you could do like a body, mind, spirit, the past, present, future, which I already mentioned, who you are, uh, sorry, who you were, who you are, and then who you will be. You could do a want, a need, and an action, a situation, an obstacle, or advice. You can use them as writing prompts. You could use them to train your clairvoyance. So as a writing prompt, you're just going to choose, you know, shuffle and choose the card, look at it, and then set your timer and sit and write about that particular card and the meaning and the impressions that you get and allow that to flow, allow that to be a creativity exercise. To train your clairvoyance, you can hold the card where you're not looking at it. You're looking at the um, the back of the card where you can't see the image and the words, and you can tune into seeing in your mind's eye, what does the image on the other side of this card look like? And what colors, what words? That is a easy, easy way to work on your own with your own intuition. You don't need anybody else. And it's also helpful because you can get immediate feedback. You can do that and then you can look, turn the card over and look and see if you were right or, or not. And so that's a really, really helpful way to train yourself. You can also train your other senses with that. You could train your clairsentient ability. You can look at the back of the card and feel into the meaning of the card and then flip it over and see if you were right. So I do recommend that. You could also draw or create your own card deck. You know, you could you can do that easily. You can also get blank oracle or tarot cards from Amazon. I've ordered them before. And then you can write and draw on your own and just make your own little deck. What a creative endeavor. And then also something that you feel really personally connected to and you can use. So it's not complicated. I think that we try to overcomplicate everything and there's no need. So I love all kinds of decks. I've got ones that are just words only, that are affirmations. There's one that I've really loved recently. It's called Listen Bitch. Um, It's an affirmation card deck to remember who you are. And I don't even know the author because it doesn't say on um, on the box, which is kind of interesting. Anyway, it really speaks to me. It's got some good affirmations. But yeah, there's been there's been so many that I've loved. I, I had a bunch of Doreen Virtue decks when I first started because I, I really got into the angel cards and I did take the angel reading um, certification course with her and all that stuff. And I know that she's since changed her whole, you know, her whole belief system. And 
I just know that, you know, there's a lot of people that will say sort of, I don't know, disparaging things about her, but I find that the information that I learned and the angel cards that she created and that I used, all of that was very, very helpful to me at the time that I was learning. And so I'll never, I'll never regret that. I, I feel like I learned so, so much. And so, yeah, you gotta, you gotta go with the decks though that feel, feel like they resonate for you. But it is a fantastic way of building trust and building a relationship with your guides and your angels because they're going to assist you in knowing when to stop shuffling, which card to choose, and they'll also assist you in interpreting and understanding the messages. And sometimes something tangible that you can see and hold in your hand is extremely helpful to that process. So this is just to give you a little bit of an introduction. It's certainly, we could go way more in depth. We could do a whole series or a whole course, you know, on this. And I think I will do a course. I do still have Oracle decks that are um, in the process of being created. I've made some progress. There's three um, that I that I want to create and put out there, but um, it does take time. And so that's something that when I do, when I am closer to production of those, I would like to also be putting out a course for you guys so that you can, yeah, order order a deck, but then also know what to do with it. So just keep keep that in the back of your mind that that is coming. And I'm really excited about that. Of course, I've talked before about the creative endeavors and how that really is exciting to me to create something like that is powerful. You know, I love coming up with the words and the messages and the the concepts and the ideas. And it's it's super amazing. I do get overwhelmed, though, because there's so much that I want to do. And there's so many things that I want to put into each deck. And so I have a hard time, like, keeping it more simple, I guess. Um, but anyways, it's still in the works. So that will be that will be coming out, um, you know, in the future. Otherwise, that's about all you would need to know. Certainly, you can send your questions if you have things you want to ask about. Do feel free to join the podcast group on Facebook, The Spirit Room Podcast with Melissa White. You can pop your questions in there. Also, if you're listening and you're wanting, you're interested in private readings, those are booked up in advance, usually three to four months. However, if you want to join the waitlist, you can, and then you'll be notified anytime there's a cancellation or new appointments become available. I also am still doing the in-person group readings and there's availability. So it's not booked as far in advance as the one-on-ones. So if you want to check that out, you can definitely do that. I'll leave the booking link in um, the show notes. The Exceptional Medium is starting in September. So I you know, depending when you're listening to this, but it'll start September 2023. And there's still room for a few people. That's the year-long mentorship program, which I'm so excited. We've got such an amazing group assembled already. And it's going to be transformational. It's going to take you from a place of maybe, you know, believing to really, really knowing in such a strong way your connection to spirit and feeling confident in the way that you connect with spirit and being able to understand and interpret and work creatively in an inspired way. Lots of perks. We've got hypnotherapy to help with confidence and to build trust. 
and a bunch of monthly resources every single month that you'll be sent that I've created to assist you with the learning that we're doing in class. So yeah, opportunities for practical application of things. I will guide you. I will support you. And so if you're interested in that, do let me know because registrations open until the end of this month, end of August. So there you have it. I wish you nothing but the best in this life. I hope that each time you listen to one of these episodes that you take something with you, you know, take something with you that you need, that's going to be helpful to you, uplift you, inspire you. That's the idea. So thank you so very much. Love you. And we will chat soon. Take good care. And yeah, just remember that spirit does always find a way. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.